Welcome to the Wale and Yemi Football Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, it's our first recording for the year 2024. You can Yes, yes, yes. I'm delighted to be here. Although we're recording on a Thursday, we normally record on Mondays, but um, due to some very unforeseen circumstances, uh, we're recording on a Thursday, but it's all good. The timing is really, really nice because we're just, um, we're two days yeah. or a day and a half away from from the Africa Cup of Nations that kicks off on Saturday um, right there in Ivory Coast. And I think today is actually the deadline for every participating team to be in Ivory Coast. If you are not in Ivory Coast today, CAF will kick you out of the tournament. That is set in stone. In fact, Gambia have to quickly ensure that they get to Ivory Coast today. Ah. Yes. Um, so, happy new year, everyone. My name is Olawale Adigu. You know, it's the Wali and Yemi football podcast. Resuming and um, returning for 2024 duty. And um, we're hoping that you guys will walk that journey with us in 2024. Yemi Adesua is here. Yeah. What it do? Happy New Year. Um, I do pray that this year brings us a lot of glad tidings. Amen, uh, amen. A big thank you to everybody. Um, even when, even at some point, if we were thinking of not recording this week, the amount of messages... We, we came close to not recording this week, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. The amount of messages that we received. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought you guys are resuming this week. When are you resuming? I will not get to an episode before I've I'm sure we got like 10 to 15 yeah. posts on, on X. Yeah. I had to just say, you get an episode before the yeah, yeah. In fact, you I couldn't reply to anybody <laughs> because I didn't know the status. <laughs> but when I saw your reply, like, we uh, said, okay, maybe Yemi yeah, would uh, produce magic. <laughs> and magic he has produced. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, all the support and we wish you well in 2024. It looks like already a fantastic year to look forward to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so, let's get straight. I talked about the Gambia. Did you see the Gambia story? No, I didn't. Oh, so Gambia trained for AFCON in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> now, you know, I, I still say something this morning about this. Yeah. We didn't go to Saudi Arabia. We didn't go to Saudi Arabia. But, eh, but the Spaniards are in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Arsenal is in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Gambia is in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Everybody is in Saudi Arabia. Well, because. No, wait now. Where Wahala happens, and uh, they are supposed to talk, everybody can't talk again. But, I, but everybody has been in Saudi Arabia for quite a while. The Super Copa Hispania has always been in Saudi Arabia like two years. That's how this attracting pride. I don't really think so. They are also the World Cup, right? In uh, 2034. Right? But I think Barcelona just yesterday, I saw it, they had the, an advisory, a travel advisory to all of the LGBTQ community. Respect yourself. Oh. Yeah, if you're coming to, to support us for the Super Copa. So, in the midst of what's happening in Saudi Arabia, they still found their voice and said, you have to respect. Hey, you know what I'm saying? You know the world is a hypocritical. No, we are hypocrites. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when that time comes, all the enemy that has doing your job. Trust me, the time will never come. <laughs> because Saudi Arabia, man, it's a wealthy country. The talk about human rights has always been there. Yeah. Nothing has changed over the years. So Saudi Arabia are the new, the new bride. They are the new bride, and I think long may it continue. So as I was saying, the Gamb- Gambia left Saudi Arabia. They're supposed to go back to Gambia for like yeah, what we did, yeah. a dinner or whatever, yeah, send off. Yeah. So from Saudi Arabia they went back to Gambia. And from Gambia they were supposed to head to Côte d'Ivoire 
for the AFCON, and that was all yesterday in the midst of a 32 hour flight. Now, from Gambia, they had two stopovers. You know the problem yeah, with African yeah. travel? Yeah. Stopovers in Istanbul, imagine. You're going inside Africa, you go through Europe, come ah. here. So they had to stop over at Istanbul, then stop over in Casablanca ah. before heading to Gambia. Ivory Coast. I didn't know. Oh. They've done Saudi Arabia to Gambia. Because to Gambia. They don't have to go to. So, on their way from. Sorry, sorry. Let, let me let, let, let me even flip it around. Sorry, I made a mistake. It was Saudi Arabia, Istanbul, Casablanca, Gambia. Now they're in Gambia already done with send off. They are now heading to Ivory Coast directly, right? Now there's this, there was a small plane that was available for a twenty-seven man contingent or about thirty. Now they got into the plane. They realized that they, it was hot. There was no breathing space. The AC was not working, although the pilot said reportedly that once they launch, the they AC will start. Who will take that risk? <laughs> they took the risk. And we know, And the plane, you know, but, uh, is, is up of flight, yeah. took off. And a few minutes into that flight, a couple of the players are already in deep sleep. There's no air coming in. There's like a carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning already going on. And nine minutes in, the pilot had to emergency, in emergency, had to turn back to Gambia. By the time they got to Gambia, some already were in deep sleep. They had to, like, with them. If that flight had gone on, trust me, all of them would have died. God. All of them so all would have died. So all the CAF will understand. Yeah. So, yeah, CAF will understand that situation. But I understand that they told them that, see, they are trying to organize another bigger flight so they can take them. I think it's about two hours from Gambia to Cote d'Ivoire for the Afcon. But that was a major disaster averted. Yeah, that they averted. Yeah, major disaster. <laughs> Gambia have players who play at Wrexham. They used to have a former United player too, Jankster, his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He even posted on Twitter and said, hey, this is really, really shambolic. Um, and it's unacceptable. But um, thankfully, their coach is the former. Uh, the, the, the coach has, has always been linked to, to the Super Rugby Storm Saint. Yeah. And I think Gambia had a good AFCON the last time. Oh, out. yes, they did. Uh, with Musa Barrow and, and, and the yeah, likes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they did. They so we'll keep, keep an eye. They have a decent group. I think they've got Senegal, Cameroon, Guinea yeah, as Cameroon, well. Yeah. So all eyes on, on, on that group. Talk about Cameroon. Onana. Yeah. I hear plans have changed. Have you seen the story? Plans have changed again. Now, you know the initial plan was play Spurs, play the game against Spurs then fly and to Cote d'Ivoire yeah. and play the Guinea game well, on exactly. Monday. Miss the Guinea game. Now, I said to the guys, don't worry. I'm going to miss the Guinea game, but I'm still going to come for half You see, the bottom line remains that uh, this is a case of C-finish. It's yeah. a case of disrespect. C-finish, disrespect, yeah. and United have their blame. Cameroon have their blame. How do United have a blame here? And the, what blame? No. How do, you, that, how do you blame Manchester no, United? Why I say United have a blame is first and foremost, there's an indictment on Tehan. You signed two goalkeepers yeah. this summer, last summer rather. And you are telling us, more or less, without altering the word, that the second one is useless. Yeah, fair point. You know? It's as useless as Anthony. Yeah. So why, why, why did you sign two goalkeepers? Why did you waste time? And that goalkeeper was signed like deadline day. Why do you waste time? You know the strange thing about Alte Bayern there, that's second choice, is that he left for United from being first choice at Fenerbahce. Yeah. Now, I would like to also know what kind of conversation is going on between His the manager, no, not even 
the manager for the Turkish national team. I can't remember his name anymore. But I would like it's to know. Uh, Montella now. Vincenzo Montella, yeah. yeah. I'd like to know Vincenzo Montella is having a tenag right now because we're going into the Euros. This guy is also Turkish number, number one, one. Yeah. goalkeeper. And he's sitting he's, on the bench. Yeah, sitting on the bench. And he has a chance, chance for him to play. To show Not even the chance of sports. The Wigan game was a chance. Yeah. And the Wigan, the play. Carabao Cup game. Or the FA Cup yeah, game. Yeah. It was a chance for him to play. So it's a huge indictment on Tenag from that perspective. Yeah, I agree. Then how Cameroon were comfortable enough to allow this nonsense? No. You know, I think it's absolute nonsense. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Look, and United knew when they were signing him that he, he was going to have gone, yeah? Yes, there's some leeway a few teams had gotten. You know, play this one game in the new year. Yeah, that happens. That, Everybody that happens. That, yeah. But not on the eve of the but tournament. But not on the eve of the yes, tournament. Not on the eve of the tournament. I'm, I'm surprised CAF also have not waded into that situation. I don't know. So, yeah. you know, so for CAF, it's a function of is the country comfortable with what is going yeah. on. Yeah. We we know that in some instances we've seen where players had to play a game and then fly a private jet quickly, immediately. I, 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 I was watching you know? Joy, Joy TV Ghana and they, they had an AFCON special and one of the analysts made a very valid point. That if this was Bruno Fernandes and on the eve of the Euros, with Cristiano Ronaldo already in camp, and other bigger players in camp, they're now telling Portugal that let me play no. Spurs, so I'll come to Portugal the next day to play the European Championships. You can never do that. You can never do that. And and that's why I agree with the guy who said, see, Song has to lay down the, the rule. Yeah. So, this, tell this guy, we don't even want you, you anymore. Don't, yeah. It's just that Manchester United. You, have to, you, you were comfortable enough to throw him out at the World Cup. Yeah. So we, have, you have, we have shown that we can coexist without you. We yeah. sent you away from the World Cup and we played two more matches, right? And his cousin, uh, Ondoa, had a decent tournament. So why are you guys acting as if Onana is the, the Messiah, is the most important player? The biggest player in Cameroon is not even Onana, he's not, he's not even second. He only plays for the biggest club. <laughs> but the biggest players are like Vissem Abubakar. Yeah. Those are players who have achieved a lot with Cameroon. And, not and, that, and those are the ones that Cameroon's hopes lie on. Inch on, yeah. Not, not uh, Andre Onana. So I, I think Fekafoot, led by Samuel Eto'o. Yeah, they dropped the ball. Yeah. It's a massive on goal. Yeah. It's a massive on goal. I mean, imagine scenes when Onana comes for Afcon, right? And, and second it, game is in goal. <laughs> what message have you sent to that guy on Dua most likely yeah, will be in goal for yeah, the beginning game on Monday? Yeah. So if I call, they open their doors for him to come back. He should not play. Just game. tell him, stay put at Manchester United and um, keep on playing Premier League games. Although, strangely, that move from United shows that he's become. A, a very important member of the United States. Yes. But yeah, he is approaching 50 goals considered. <laughs> That's so you have to, you have to define. For. So we have to define That's how important these for. guys. We are approaching Onana at 50. <laughs> I think Onana at 43 or 44 now. <laughs> yeah, not serious. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> hey. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's about Cameroon. We're coming to the Super Eagles just in a moment because um, I think we have plenty of um, <laughs> talking points on Super Eagles. What do you make of um, Egypt? Are you going to tag them as as contenders or pretenders? Uh, or dark horses? Or what tag are you going I mean, to? If you have won the most Afghans. Yeah, they've done it, um, I think, seven. Tag them yes, contenders. They've always been contenders. And you got to and the final of the last edition. Yeah, and if you have probably Afri one of Africa's greatest players playing in your team, mm -hmm. 
Instagram or whatever it is, it's been going through the last few years. And as a general feeling that they've tailed off since 2010. Because we found out last time. Yeah, but there's a general feeling again that they've done two finals in like three yeah. last three editions now, right? Cameroon and uh, uh, and, uh, and Senegal. Senegal. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and there's you know the one at home they lost. Yeah. The one at home uh, South Africa. Yeah. There's a general feeling that even those two finals they've done. After their success in the late 2000s, it has been it premised. Was not Egypt at their best. Yeah, it has been premised on Egypt playing in quotes negative football. Exactly. Not Egypt that not we know. Egypt that we know. Where in the Fast, late 2000s, in, in 06, when they won it, they had Ahmed Hassan, yeah, Emad, Emad Moteab. Then in 2008, they had Abutrika, Barakat, uh, Amri Zaki. Then in 2010, they had Ahmed Hassan again. Yeah. And, you know, it is a team that you know that it's always been based on attack, yeah, attack, and attack. It's a new generation, uh, more or less. But think. their generation is headlined by an attacker, Mo Salah. Yeah. And, like it or not, the only issue, right, one of the reasons why people always cast a different eye on Egypt is because I think um, he fares differently with Egypt. And it's because system is very, uh, system at Liverpool, and system at uh, Egypt are not the same. A lot of people say, most people say Salah is a system player. That the system at Liverpool thrives under that system. But at Egypt, is not, uh, the application is different. But you can't look at Egypt alone and say because of that, you can't consider them a contender. If the, the artistic and their history alone puts them Salah has six African goals. Two apiece in the last three tournaments. He's also not an Afcon showstopper. Yeah, he's not. He's not. And maybe he needs to show that in this tournament. And that's why I said it's a function of the system. But um, see, when we, look, when we talk about the system, we make it look like at Egypt, at international level, Salah also is not being surrounded by, by some quality. Now in midfield, he's got and yes, then the quality who shows up yeah, okay look at this but let's look at the guys who who, who partner him up let's look at this look at this first this way Wally. Mm -hmm. the system at Liverpool is straightforward for salary but more often than not at Egypt mm -hmm. the central as either part of a true strike force or if some kind of play in the middle. But we also see that at Liverpool he's been placed, he's been drifting in central yeah, areas. Central areas. But those are in times where Liverpool are probably struggling to break things down. But more often than not, because you know that Liverpool's rock and roll football, when the time comes, when they hit you on the break, when they have to press you to, to death, you know you find Salah there. But with Egypt, and if you look at it, the antecedents were like you mentioned, they'd be more defensive, defensive solidity, embracing defensive solidity more, and trying to be a, I don't want to use the word negative. Yes, what, here's what I think about, about Salah and Egypt. You realize a few minutes ago, I went on the roll of mentioning those attackers that yeah. helped them prosper in the late 2000s. They were partnerships. The problem I've had with Salah at Egypt is that there's, there's no one to help. Yeah. There's, there's nobody helping. He needs he needs a helping hand. And Egypt, I think, can be a solid side. I think their coach is Rui Vitoria. Mm. They can be a solid side, but Salah needs help up front. And the good news is that they go into this tournament with almost all the attackers in fine form. Yeah. 
Trezeguet is in fine form. Mustafa Mohamed is in fine form. I think Mustafa played at Nantes in yeah. France. Then there's this guy at Frankfurt that replaced Randa Kolomwani. Uma Mamouche. Yeah. Mamouche had a great game against Bayern Munich when they beat Bayern 5 1. Then scored a goal and, and had two assists or thereabout. So you combine that with what Salah's got. Mamouche plays more as a winger, but Frankfurt has been playing in central areas. It would be nice to see what, where he, yeah, where he where features he, in this yeah, team. But their attackers look like they are in fine form. And if they can harness that, I don't think that they are going to. I think that Egypt are still going to be a scrappy side in this tournament. But at least in the final third, if they can put their quality and mesh it into something much more, you know, um, definitive coercive. or cohesive, I think that they can at least do a semi final in the tournament. I think it's possible. And like that, I said, history can never trade history. Oh, yes. And you can that, never trade that, And that semi final berth, just like Nigeria, is the expectation for, for a country like Egypt. Um, Rue Victoria is, is an old head. He's not a new kid on the block. He's, he has the experience. Um, I just feel that for Egypt, it's just the fact that they've been different, you know, in the last few tournaments from Bradley, from uh, Bradley, uh, from Etokupa to Bradley to Carlos Queiroz. Mm -hmm. You know, those three have shown more defensive solidity as against the expressive. Egyptian side that we've known over the years. So I think that's why people cast as passions. And interestingly, when you, the, the period when they went through all those managers you mentioned, they were not really successful. Their success came when they had the own goal manager, yeah. Omar, um, Asa, Asa Shiata, who led them to, I think, consecutive titles yeah. or thereabouts. And you find this trend that Egypt have not been able to find, find that another manager like in, in that mode. In that mode, yeah. 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 Find, I find strange. it very strange. I, I think part of that is because the majority of the big teams on the local scene have also looked outward. Yeah. Likely yeah. and, and, and So maybe that's why. Then their managers also have reflected the way they play. Look at Ektoku. What do you expect on the Ektoku party? It's a team that's going to put <laughs> substance over style. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even Bradley, uh, you know, what's his name? Bradley Pupa. <laughs> 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 you know, these are managers not known for expressing expressive football, yes. yeah. But I'm, I've, I've got eyes for them. No, you have yeah. to, you always have to look at Egypt. They are, an establishment in the Afcon. Yeah. So you can't, you can't take it away. Uh, and, uh, and, and that person that put out that, uh, somebody put out something on Twitter, putting Egypt as the third most successful team in Africa. And the Afcon. Uh, uh, it's a huge yeah, maybe it's a Gen Z. <laughs> no, uh, you put Nigeria as the most successful. Oh, because they've done it's most podiums. Uh, is that is that uh, how you rate success? <laughs> you put someone that's because of one, we've won eight golden bronze. Golden bronze. Golden bronze. Golden bronze. bronze. Golden golden bronze. bronze. <laughs> that's that's deception at another level, <laughs> or delusion at another level. Honestly. All right. Um. Let's let's do super eagles. And um, the elephant is the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although the elephants are the hosts, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I think have a fine squad. Oh yes. Yeah. Interesting. It was interesting that they dropped uh, Zaha, right? Yeah. I think they have a decent squad. I think so. Too. Yeah. yeah. I think With they, just need, they just need. Uh, see, it just need a bit of luck. Tournaments you need luck. Tournaments you need to. You need perfection. Right. Tournaments you just need some things to go your way. Yeah. 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 I was watching, I didn't even know that 
I've always said I was going to watch it. But I was looking for something to watch today, and I just went to my Netflix documentaries, and that was number one. Uh, Captains of the Wolf. Oh, okay. The, the oh, yeah, the one that had Modric and all that. Yeah, the, the World Cup, the yeah. World Cup, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it was, that was where I, I saw... They don't have... I think I'm on the second episode. They don't have someone that has that presence of a guy too Basically. Of a, so, so, so what I've learned so far in, in that Captain of the World documentary is that, see, in the World Cup or in tournaments, you just need things to go your window seven games. Yeah. Argentina lost their first game against America. <laughs> Argentina struggled against Mexico until the 62nd minute. Yeah. They were almost out of the tournament. They were on their way out of the tournament. You know, so sometimes you just need a slice of luck. Yeah, a slice of luck. You, you, you just need injuries to just say, okay, we're not going to get injuries. You're not coming near the squad. You're going to have a fit squad. It, it all just yeah. depends on the little, the, the little, little things. Yeah, the so, little so I think that Ivory Coast, if it falls on their laps, I think they've got what it takes. It's they're also playing yeah, on the home. Yeah, they have home support. And home, home support counts for a lot on oh, the on well, the African scene. Of course, yeah. home support. We can go back to many teams that won. Do you think they'll top the group? I think they can top the group. Do you think uh, they will? Because it's looking like that game against Nigeria is going to be the, the, that's the playoff team. for yeah. the group winners. Yeah, a lot, a lot also depends on us winning our first game. Yeah. I think both sides are going to win their first game. Yeah. Let's be very honest. Nigeria is going to be the Equatorial Guinea. And, and Senegal well, is going to be Guinea Bissau. No, no. See, we know strangers that happen. But talking that this is the tournament, this is Nigeria. Not at its best, but it's Nigeria against Equatorial Guinea. There's only one winner. Yeah. I saw Equatorial Guinea a bit two days ago now. They played Djibouti. They won one. Big shout out to the guy who scored for Djibouti in Nigeria. Oh, that, uh, Sam is that our friend? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Who came to the studios. Yeah. Oh. You know, I, I think he mentioned that he had naturalized to yeah, play yeah. for Djibouti. He scored, oh, he, he scored, scored yeah. Oh. He actually scored the first, I think, Equatorial Guinea equalized. You know, so I don't think that Equatorial Guinea, I think both sides, Nigeria and Ivory Coast, will win their first games. And interestingly, match day two is Nigeria Vegas. Yeah. So that's the that's the game that's supposed to tilt it. Mm-hmm. And the strange thing is that those, those games are actually more full and not empty draws. Yeah, and those games, we don't learn much. Yeah, you don't learn much. Yeah, we don't learn much from those games. Because both teams we don't we don't want to lose. I know there's uh, there's always this I can't back it empirically. But when you have teams like this meet in the group stages and like you said in the draw and they progress to the tournament, they most likely always meet each other again. Yeah, of course. No, they probably meet in the in the semi-finals. In the semi-finals. Yeah. Something funny like that. Yeah. So I won't be surprised if the, if Nigeria and Ivory Coast do get to the semi-final and both of them meet each other. Yeah. Very, very likely. Mm. Very likely. Yeah, but a lot will depend on who they meet in if yeah, the yeah, pass yeah. yeah. to the knockout. That game. More often than other than the job, but both teams want to cancel themselves. And, and, and Jamie Max Gradel still plays football. Oh, yeah, Max Gradel still plays. Wow. Himself <laughs> and Sergio Array, I think those are the only two from the title winning yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Bai wasn't part of it. No, no. But he wasn't called up to now. No, they called him up. He only changed clubs. Yeah, he only changed clubs. Mm. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Found himself at Villarreal. Ah. I think I played at Villarreal for now. Yes, no, he was yeah. signed for Villarreal at United. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back at Villarreal now. Yeah. All right, so Super Eagles, before we get in depth into Super Eagles and their channel, I, I want to ask you what are your general expectations um, from the team? Um, considering all that's happened in the last two weeks, you know, some important players not opting out, but 
out, you know, forced yeah, out. Yeah. yeah, forced out because of of injuries. What are you exp your your personal expectation from this team? Ah, is that to pay <laughs> my expectation is for the team? I don't know how to feel. Um, I think we made it difficult for ourselves from the get go when you had the opportunity of picking twenty seven players and you chose to pick twenty five. That's I don't see that as a big deal. Yeah. No, we made it difficult for ourselves from the get go. So the opportunity you can have had with people like some of those two extra players being in camp, being part and parcel of the process, we lost that chance by having to now bring them in late to replace one person. But don't make it look like we are already in camp for like two weeks. Yeah, but even if it's one week. We are camping on the third, they start camping on the third. Even if it's January. one week. I mean, you're over, over analyzing that. I'm over analyzing uh, that, 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 that part. Yeah, I think so. That's what I think. I don't know what to expect because I don't trust Jose Pesero. I don't trust him because sometimes when you go to competitions like this, you need a coach that you can actually start thinking about what his tactical blueprint is. What is what is his approach going into a competition of this, of this nature? Pesero confuses me because in the last few games we've seen more or less Nigeria playing 4-2-4 or what you want to call 4-4-2. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in a tournament of this nature, with the personnel we have, we are not going to accept. I was told to play 3 4 three. In the game against Guinea. Yeah. Play 3 at the back. It'll be interesting to see. I'll be asking for us to do that, you know. Uh, when we went the 4 4 2 round, I wanted to play three at the back. Show some tactical variation. I haven't seen that with Pesero. I suspect that. I, I've always said I don't think he's watches this player are going to play for their clubs. Because in terms of the application when they come for the national team, it looks like completely different from what we see at their club side. So I, I, can't, I can't trust Pesero. So, in the midst of your distrust for the manager, even your distrust for the team based on form. Why don't you also find some trust in the fact that we are, a, we are, the, we are an ultimate tournament team? Especially when it comes to the after. Ultimate I mean, a couple of minutes ago, you just said yeah, that one Gen Z said we are the most successful <laughs> And if you are going to dissect it, maybe at some point, we've done the most podium finishes, you know, in the tournament. So, why don't you draw from that and say, because we look like the ultimate tournament team, tournament team here, you know, maybe then, you might just cross those, those teams. At least in my life, I remember the best Nigerian teams in tournaments are not always the best teams in the building. Yeah, true, true. We can go back to 2013. They don't fill us with hope, yeah. and they just go to the tournament and dazzle us. Yeah, except 94, though. Except that for 94. Had, that yeah. hope, a lot of hope. Yeah. yeah. 2013, we have almost no hope. In fact, we had to win our last group game. Yes, sir. To qualify. And uh, it came up against the Cote d'Ivoire where everybody said uh, this Cote d'Ivoire, this golden generation of Cote d'Ivoire yes, will batter Nigeria. and we produced one of our best performances yes, in history. Yeah. Um, so I get that. But um, like you said, when you go to tournaments, sometimes you just need a little bit of You just need things to roll yeah. in your favor. And um, already, we, have, we don't have those things rolling in our favor. If one of our major midfielders is got injured to be very Didi, yeah. and the next biggest striker we have also got injured, so the luck is not uh, it's not lucky. It's not lucky, you know. If I could use that term, um, but like.
like you said, Nigeria are the ultimate tournament team. And if you look at the group, it's a group that ordinarily we should skill to. But I don't, we, I, I don't think we create enough chances with the forwards that we have. And from a defensive standpoint, it looks like a very green defensive setup. Green in the sense that it's a aside senior giant in the start potential starting. Yeah. I think he's the only one that I think okay, Kenneth Obero. Kenneth, but that's if Kenneth Obero will start. I think I don't think Kenneth starts. I think it's still gonna be Shemi and Bassi Calvin Bassi. Yeah. Yeah, but in Kenneth Obero and True Second, there's experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but, there's experience. You can see off games with those guys. Yeah. I mean yeah. you wanna you know protect the lead. You can bring them in and they can easily see it off, hopefully, you know. Yeah. But I think there's some experience and leadership at the back. At the back, yeah. yeah. So all that I, I only worry in midfield. I only worry with the protector on the back line. Yeah. yeah. I, I really worry. And I think that's why I think that in the dismiss or absence is the biggest. I don't not I don't rate Victor Boniface. Well, I think we're, we're making it look like Boniface has played like two years ago. Boniface no, just joined, no. broke yeah. six months ago. Yeah. So he was just forming a body relationship with Victor Osime, which I thought would have been formidable in this tournament. Yeah. And we've been robbed of that because of the injury. But I think with Ntiti, we lack a, a guy who can sit. A calm presence. Yeah. And, and with AFCON, with African football, you need a battling yeah, can Oyeka be in that mode? Can Rafuadike be in that mode? Rafuadike, who's Rafuadike? Yeah, that's uh, the club bush guy. Oyedika now. It's Oyedika. No, now. It's Rafael Oyedika now. It's Oyedika. It's Oyedika now. Go child. One of his names is Wadike. We popularly call him Rafael Oyedika. Although I think that the air apparently has to be Rafael Oyedika. Yes. In that role. But most likely it's going to be the Brentford guy. But can they sit? Can they be the battling ram? Can they protect? The back four. That's 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 my worry. Up front, I think we'll sort ourselves out. We are going to have torrid moments and frustrating moments with Sam Chukwueze and Moses Simon <laughs> or whoever plays. I think Lukman also might come good, but I think that that, no, that is, those are those are the areas where the questions come up as well. Are you going with Moses Simon, supposedly from an experience standpoint, mm -hmm. or are you going with a Lukman who's had a good season? Yeah, if I had the last two seasons with excellent for Atalanta. I don't, I don't think we talk about Luke Money, though, honestly. No. I don't think so. I don't think we give him enough yeah. credit. I know that he was coming from a very difficult place um, where expectations were high. Even before Ulam. Leipzig, he was at Everton. Everton, yeah. yeah. We know that the, the the journey has been a bit rough and yeah. tough. It's well, been he's nomadic. Found, he's found comfort. But it's found in Bergamo, he's been really yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think we give him enough credit. I don't yeah. think we talk enough about him as one of our. I also don't think we weapons. deploy him. Well enough exactly with the national team. At Atalanta, he plays as part of the strike force. Yeah. He would, he they, don't, inside. they don't shut him out wide. Wide, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I said that tactical variation is where I'm like. I think Atalanta plays more of an inside he right. He plays as at least uh what is it, inside left. Inside yeah. Yeah, or at least close to close the house yeah. space between yeah. you know with the striker. So I don't know. And sometimes he's even played alone. As a central Sometimes in area league, yeah, he's called a couple of other goals too, yeah. I, I don't think we look at him as a potential weapon. Maybe X Factor. You yeah. know, weapon that we can deploy. A lot of the focus is on Victor Simeon, rightly so. And for the fact that I think we have tried this Simon Chukwueze thing for so long, 
and it has frustrated us. I think it's time we just took it a bit, you know. Moses Simon, I, I think Persephone did it a bit with sometimes dropping him, bringing him bringing on him later in the game, you know. But I think that that relationship up front, yeah, you know, is critical. You mentioned Victor Sime uh, the other time. Do you think he's focused for this tournament? <laughs> with all the issues happening. And just two days ago, <laughs> got into the world of words with Vijak Varaskelis' yes, agent, called him a dumb fuck and, and, and what have you. Should you be in that space mentally going into what is your biggest tournament as a professional footballer? Yeah. He's playing the Champions League. We've seen him. Yeah. He's playing the Serie A. But the AFCON is his first. Yeah. Because the last one was supposed to go to, I think he got he he missed, he he missed it because of injury. Yeah. And you're going in as Africa's best, best player. player. So this so, has to be his crowning moment. Yeah. So is he, is, is, is he in the right head space? No, I'm sure once, once kickoff comes, all that is gone. Business. It's time for business. Yeah, it seems like a player who can always yeah. tune zone in. Out. Yeah, zone in as well. Yeah. 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 No, I, don't, I don't have any issues with that. The agent was just being agent. Doing what agents do, stay the waters in favor of their client yeah. and doing whatever it is they, that it takes to get their client a deal. You know, but I'm sure that once peak of time comes, you still will be locked in. So I don't have any issues uh, with the ceiling. So going to reach expectations, look, if we don't get to the semi-final, it's an abject failure. That's just it. If we don't get to the semi-final this afternoon, it's a failure. I don't know how. You know, we're, we're at the end of the tournament, and I'm, I'm still not decided where I stay with the Super Eagles. That's what I'm saying. Honestly. I don't know what to expect, but I'm saying. It's not about, OK, let me say I don't know what to expect as well. I, I if we don't get to the semi-final, then. It's a complete bust. Why? The last time, I think with the expectation, the last time was down because we didn't know what to expect as well because we had a new coach, yeah. an interim coach. But the guy comes in, first game, boom. I think second game, we took Egypt. Third game, and we nine points from three games. Wow. Mm -hmm. Spirit was high until we met Tunisia, Tunisia yeah. and they just bust the bubble. Yeah. And that well, was it. Well, let's, analy let's analyze it this way and see if we can figure out a way the Super Eagles could at least do the semifinals. Who are the teams you think, player for player, are right now better than the Super Eagles in this half Let's start from Senegal. Now, no doubt. Probably favorites to win the competition again. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sign again. Morocco, huge chance to probably be the greatest African side of all time. But I doubt if the North African side can fare well on the North oh, African. In West Africa. Yeah. That's a. I like Morocco. A, I like them as favorites. Yeah, that's a potential. You cannot rule out the fact that you have to also look at this this dynamics, the dynamics of the North yeah. African side coming, coming to down. West Africa. Yeah, yeah. He has it's his never, it, and it's taken back. It's never been their best. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Southern Africa, yes. Mm -hmm. We seem to found found a way in Southern Africa. But know. we we believe that they are a better side than the Super. Oh yes. Now That's outside of this, outside of these two countries, who else? Um, okay. I have issues with Cameroon. No, I think I'm really like Cameroon. Now. Yeah, I have issues with Ghana. I don't think Ghana has nah. the balance. Nah. Um, I think that's Algeria. About it. Yeah, Algeria also a good side. Yeah, yeah. Algeria. I think they're a good side. Yeah. Although I don't know. In what realm, in what space, 
Riyad Mahrez is yes, in right now. Exactly. I don't know. That's, that's because he's been off the radar. Yeah, he's off the radar. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Egypt. Tunisia. See, Wale. I think on our day will be Tunisia. Uh, on your day? On our day. But Tunisia. Yeah, better uh, than Tunisia. See, better is one conversation. On the day, it's a separate conversation. Because we have had instances where we face Tunisia. You know that that game against Tunisia, I thought we played well. We just couldn't break them down. Yeah, we on and yes, we don't keep letting us down. Well we down. down. I thought we had the better team. Planet. Moses Simon had his best game in that tournament, if you remember, <laughs> uh, against against Tunisia. So, I think that Bar Senegal, Morocco, I think we're a good side. It's just that, see, I've seen the Super Eagles last three four games. Nah, and then the, the irony is the last three four games they played the opposition in that three four four games we mentioned the South Tome in the mix yeah Saudi Arabia Mozambique yeah I thought <laughs> I thought we did it in Saudi Arabia in the first half second half collapsed yeah <laughs> Mozambique was a scrappy affair honestly I, I can't I can't put it but because we are the ultimate tournament team I'm going to stick out my neck for the Super Eagles get to the final mm. yeah so I don't know if they're going to win. Uh, you know some of the predictions have gone? Yeah, which of my predictions have gone south side? Uh, let's go and do it. Yeah, that's gone south side. <laughs> Although I'm adopting Girona now. <laughs> well, you know, I've not recorded in a long time. <laughs> I've been telling a lot of people Girona. <laughs> yeah, but aside from Girona, I think I've been on point on the other ones. Bayer still standing strong. Ramos Stars still standing strong. Yeah, Bonifay out for four months. I mean, that's a massive worry for Leverkusen. But it has coincided luckily for them with the the upturn in fortunes for Patrick Sheck uh, who could be their mainstay yeah and the way also they play they spread the goals around I mean, do you know how many goals their wing-backs have scored this season Florian yeah, you know, Vettel as, as well scored so this season I'm, I'm going to stick with them although I mean there's a general <laughs> feeling of buying evil comfortable in this mid-season break that yeah. we're not in crisis we've got things you know, come back in the second half season. We're gonna just catch some. But I'm, I'm still gonna stick. Bad in Remo stars. Um, in England, you know, I was not decided. No, no, no. Yeah. So, um, but I think like it's the right time to really go in on the Premier League. Yeah. It's halfway mark, right? I think I'll start out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Manchester are gonna win the league. Yeah. I think Manchester City win the league. So, yeah. So let's get back to Super Eagles and um, final. Yeah, I think they'll do the final. Will they win it? I don't know. And the reason I don't know if they win the final is because see, the final you don't know where you're playing, and you don't know what, what stakes. What, yeah, the temperament of the you don't know. But I'm going to say that they, they're going to get the final. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a big call, right? Huge call. Yeah, it's a huge call. I don't know where you are. <laughs> it's not coming from a place of analysis. Yeah. I think it's coming from a place of feeling. It's not coming from a place of patriotism because I'm Nigerian. No. <laughs> I think it's coming from a place where. I get feel that we all find a way to just we just build ourselves into the tournament. Yeah. I think I think we'll do the final. Although I'm gonna keep an eye on 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 Ghana. Ghana have been shit in preparatory games. I saw them against Namibia. They're clueless. But there's Inyaki Williams, who is in good form. Yeah, but I don't think form. he has lit up Ghana since. No, he since hasn't. He, he hasn't. He might just be the tournament. The the main guy is Kudus. Yeah. 
That's I don't skip around and I, and I like the, the Bomber guy, Semenyo. Semenyo, yeah. I like him. So, the prospect for that trio for Ghana is very good. But they have one problem. The IU problem. I think their problem is even the non-availability availability of Thomas Partey. Partey is their problem. That, that one, we already know that it was not going to go. No, there was still But I think that the IU problem, the fact that somehow Ghana still believes they can play those two together and be successful. Yeah. No, I don't think anybody that wants to be successful. Yeah, that, but that, that 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 point of view is taking credit from the longevity of those brothers. I agree. They've been the mainstay of that Ghana team. I agree. But Even to what the end? World Cup. But to what end? Yeah, but are they supposed to be the ones carrying that burden? To what end? Are they, no, are they supposed to carry that burden? I mean, this burden has been on Ghana since they had likes of, uh, uh, what's the name again? They are number 10. Uh, Apia. Oh, Stevie Apia. They've had that burden for years, years, years back. Even right from the days of Nigeria, Ghana 2000. The likes of. Michaelessian. Uh, Mike, not even back Michaelessian. Our Bayern Munich. Uh, oh, Samuel Kufo. Samuel Kufo. That burden has been there since. You know, so, but I'll keep an eye on that. Um, I think that I'm also going to keep an eye on. Well, once again, Egypt. Yeah, I've talked about Egypt. Karuna. Yeah, you can roll out Tunisia as well. Tunisia will not win, but they, they have a they way of making those deep runs. Yeah. yeah. So I feel that's, that's about it. That's about it. Uh, but finally, there's Mali somewhere. Yeah, yeah, there's Mali as well. Yeah, but they were excited. Mali are a very intriguing prospect. Why? Look at the talent they have, especially in midfield. That's very good uh, talent. Yeah, it's a good midfield. talent pool. But somehow, they just find a way to underwhelm. You know, the. You look at the, the nucleus of the team they have and you feel there's some excitement there. But when tournament comes around, they just... Yeah, they just seem to lose their way. Yeah. Yeah, just fizzle out. So I'm not going to back them. I'm not going to back them. Um, so final, Super Eagles of... Um, so you say final? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying final. You say, I say final, right? if we get the semi-final, I, I would say yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah I raise that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. My expectations are very low. Alright, so first game is um, Guinea, Sunday. Equator Guinea Sunday, 3 p.m. Alright, on the Swell Trinity of um, Abidjan. And um, yeah, we have some good presence in terms of the media as well. Um, quite a bunch have gone through the road route. Yeah. Because I of say kudos to them. Yeah, kudos. I mean, you go through. Well, that's a fantastic experience, isn't it? Yeah, you go through four countries. I've been to Canada by road before, so it's a great experience. It's not an experience I'm. Nah, me that. Lagos to you scared me. <laughs> you are <Buddha. laughs> I look up as far as you. I take both. God is good. Spent 13 hours. I'm now doing four days. <laughs> Lagos Cote d'Ivoire, I think it's a roughly four days. Yeah, well, that's if you are looking to. You know, they wanted to make stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you, you can't go on that kind of experience and you don't make stops. Yeah, because you try to soak it in as well. And that model was saying he was going to take on one Ghanaian game. Dream City FC and what's that? Yeah, they played yesterday actually. Yeah, they were going to take that game. So, because they were making stops, just to yeah, so let's say get a good feel. I'm, I'm not sure I'm, yeah. I'm in that space <laughs> to do that kind of I don't like, I, I, I detest road trips. <laughs> but big shout out to them, those who made the trip, and I'm sure the reportage from Ivory Coast is going to be top yeah. notch. And I um, hope the Super Eagles gives them the longevity. Oh, yeah. The length it's of time. Sure. No, they will. They will. It's very important for those uh, guys. Uh, they will. And the investment. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people have invested. <laughs> I think um, 
New Central also, I saw them today with their reporter. Big shout out to Babatele Koike, who is now the sports editor at New Central. Head of the sports editor at New Central. Ah, congratulations to my guy. I think this is the first time anybody hearing that, so congratulations. Ah, yeah, Big shout out to Tunde Koike. El Musculero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's a massive, massive, that's good. That's massive good. news. So congratulations to him. And um, we'll be looking out for their coverage of the AFCON as well. And talk about coverage, that takes us to the biggest elephant in the coverage room, Super Sport. <laughs> so do we call that a U-turn? Because, I mean, what rocked the social space let last me, week? Let me first know what you heard. So I will know if what we heard is the same. No, it's not what I heard, it's what I know. That they've gone into, they've gone into bed with Sky Sports. Because Sky Sports, a couple of days, announced that they had secured rights for the AFCON. And now Super Sports, Looking at the fact that the PR, the blowback they've gotten the last one week has been really negative. So okay. We can't go to CAF, obviously. We can't go to New World TV. But hey, we have something going on with Sky Sports TV. So I think they've gone in with Sky Sports. That's not what I heard. Okay, so what did you hear? So what I heard is that they had to go to New World. Okay. Again. Because the third cable company in Nigeria just went about doing some funny things and that's that times. And interestingly, there's part of the broadcast code, I think it's code 621 or something, excludes Nigeria. So there's a broadcast code that says if we are bidding for any rights, Nigerian rights are exclusive. Okay. You can't band Nigeria together with the rest of Sub Saharan Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you're getting rights, it's for Nigeria. So what I understand is that in light of all that's happened, they went back to uh, what's that new world yeah. to get the rights for Pan Africa. However, they now had to go back to the rights owners in Nigeria, which is Afrosport, who have rights for Teresa and Pay TV. Mm -hmm. So the story, the let me use the term, the alleged story is that they now had to get a sub licensing from Afrosports. So that they can show it on cable. So that's this is not any partnership with Sky Sports. No, no, that's not what I, I didn't hear anything about Sky Sports. So that's what I heard. I don't know if you know how which. So, part so basically, of there will be no Super Sport production. Is there that what you say? There There's going to be a production. There will be a production. So is that okay? They, okay. they will do their production like they normally live from Ivory Coast. Yeah, they will send their crew, mm -hmm. and they will have. I think they will do their studio, okay. whatever, uh, in Rambog, right? Yeah. What I heard, they will do that. But the thing is that there's a sub-license, there's supposedly a sub-license agreement between Supersport and Afrosport. Because Afrosport has the Teresa and Pay TV. So basically, I mean, your guys at Afrosport are into money right now. They're into money, right? That's not money. <laughs> because, I mean, Star Times have also done that with Afrosport as well. No. There's... Oh, Star Times came from... They were trying to go through New World. Yeah. Trying to get that Pan-African, whatever. But I think they didn't come out. It was not successful. Let me just put it there. I don't think. So basically, Star Times got it from Afrosport, right? No. So where did they get theirs from? Who's? Star Times don't have it at all, from what I heard. No, Star Times have announced that they are uh, having 52 games. You see how it is. No, see. no. So they we'll have see. officially... They we'll have see who will show it eventually. No, unless, no. unless, unless, New World, as New World now, yeah. decided to give both. 
my my understanding here is that Star Times even had it before Super Sports. Yes. Yeah. But they were they were trying to be the allegation is that they were trying to be funny. This is what I've heard. Trying to be funny because they were trying to band it with Nigeria. Okay. Which there's a law or broadcast code that is that excludes uh, Nigeria. Okay. That says, and in fact, it's going to, the next Premier League race when it comes up for which is any time of now. Reading? You have to exclude Nigeria. So the bidding for Nigeria is going to be it's going to be different, separate from. Africa, so. All right, I mean, we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. But I mean, super but sports. Having super sports on Africa is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. shouldn't have got it to this point. Yeah, I'm happy they, they, they did get it. There were some what I called mis misunderstanding of the situation. Yeah, you know, by all concerned. Yeah, that went widespread, and but all of this just puts all that to bed. Let's just move on and just watch Afcon. If you want to watch Star Times. Now you have multiple platforms to watch. Yeah. You can watch on Super Sport, you can watch on Afro Terrestra, Sport, yeah. which is on NTA, AIT. Now, now Afro Sport is terrestrial, right? Yes. Uh, so you can watch it on NTA, you can watch it on AIT and other partners. Yeah, so that's that's good news. So um, everybody should um, have um, fun viewing the game from wherever, their homes. Just try and enjoy the bars, just enjoy the Afcon and it's shaping up to be an enjoyable one. So yeah. Look for of course, if you are one that enjoys watching it uh, in the open, Lagos State has. Uh, oh, they have a viewing experience. Yeah, 30, I think 30, 20 centers or something like that. Oh, that's, that's not bad. Like that's they always bad. do. Uh, that's not bad. We know that for the World Cup, but yeah. for the Afghan. No, I think they do it for the Afghan. Uh, they did it for the last Afghan. Mm -hmm. uh, that's. That the old plan scout have had Nigeria travel for. Oh, yeah. For, for, for second round. Second round. And that's why I say it's important. So, Super Eagles. If any super Eagles member is listening to this podcast, it's important for business, for our people that have taken time to go to Kodima. I'm, I'm from a business standpoint, for the to super Eagles have not always come correct in the last couple of yeah. months. World Cup, Club. not qualified. Uh, AFCON, second round. Yeah. Now you have to come correct. You have to come correct. Though. Because you like, see, the longer you stay in that tournament, the more the business the more is enjoyable. The more the more... There are some activations that even come mid-tournaments. Oh, yeah. That's what people are just saying, oh, but these guys are doing Yes, well. sir. Well, let's tag along. So please, I beg, try. All right. Okay. Um, we're running out of time. Hope you know that. Are we? How yeah. many minutes have we done that? So far, it was not collect uh, like, uh, let's see. Like one hour. Yeah, 50 minutes. So, uh, 50 minutes? Yeah. Whenever I won't talk with All right. So, um, MPFL, real quick. Your, yeah. your thoughts. We have what looks like a. A good title race. Yeah, a proper title race. Remo Stars, Lobby Stars, Doma. Doma. Somewhere you have Plutu in the mix. No, not somewhere. You have Enyba. And you have Plutu. Plutu are fourth now. Okay, Plutu won yesterday yeah. against Rivers United. They won in very interesting circumstances. Yeah, two, two, two. They had a man sent off yeah. and they still went off to the game. Yeah. So Enyba drops to fifth. Fifth. But they have two, two games. games if they win those two now, games. Let me even ask you this one. Yeah. What, 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 how do you feel about this George Media thing? Aimba coach and Spigos. Living his Aimba job to go with Spigos. Man, it's it's a catch to the two situation. <laughs> because in the midst of living is the club that pays his bills, yeah, he's going to serve his fatherland. Okay, that's one perspective look at it. Which is a which is a greater a greater good. <laughs> which is a genuine. Because see, when the Super Eagles win the AFCON, it's a massive addition to his CV. 
as manager because he goes in there as assistant coach to Joseph Pesero. They will know who the assistants are. <laughs> but he's, he's designated <laughs> as assistant. But he leaves Aimba with what should be a capable coaching team. There's Yema, who should use this opportunity to also to put himself improve his the, stock. Yeah. And his stock has been really, really, you know, I think I caught his comment a couple of days ago talking about the fact that the MPFL is lacking elite strikers, which makes a very good point. I mean, they are the top two strikers in the league are only scored them. I think um, less than 10. Secretly, is on nine. He's on nine, yeah. Oh, but Mizo left. Mizo is on ten or so. Yeah, before he went oh, to, he Libya. to Libya. Libya. Um, the guy who scored for Plato United yesterday, the young guy, the twenty-year-old. Uh, uh, I can't even remember his name again. He's on eight goals now, and he was lamenting that. See, we don't have elite strikers. Um, just this. Yeah, week. but they But you see, whilst I can agree in a sense, I also disagree. We said it before. It's the way we play. The way we play the game is too slow. Yeah, that is that is so that is for that, us to take that up with the managers managing these yeah. clubs, these football clubs. Yeah. yeah. So that's somewhat an indictment of him as well. No, no, I, I don't think so. I also think the way Aimba play, Aimba play their football. And have you seen Aimba recently? Aimba playing some good stuff. Honestly, I saw them against Sporting Lagos, and they played some unreal football, where everybody is very much involved. Elijah Akoni. Uh, there's this Mbauma guy again that they do have, uh, although the first one is in Rwanda yeah. <laughs> these, these days. Well, I he's been there. I has the hot kick in Rwanda. Uh, APR, they are fighting over him. So, I I agree with him. I just came off a week when this guy, Azubike Gweke, who won AFCON in 2013, yeah. was lambasting Joseph Pesera and saying that when Boniface was, was injured and was off the national yeah. team, that they should have replaced him with an MPFL striker. Mm. And I ask, mm. who is that striker? What but, is the body of work of that striker? Mm. Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even get into that conversation. Yeah, so I'm so sorry. What, what is the body of work I'm sorry, no. of that striker that is supposed to be called? Yeah. He mentioned Alimi and I'm like, hey, big shout out to Alimi, but I'm not sure this is his level. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think this is his level. I like him. You know, so He's a good goal scorer, but... So, as, as you're saying, um, George Finidi... I think that it's 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 a, it's a chance. It's a national team, and I won't be grudging for that. Yeah, I, I just feel that. What I would be grudge. Stabilizing. What I would be grudge is rescheduling MPFL games on Sunday. No, that one actually makes absolutely no sense. Because Nigeria wants to play. No, no, no. How is that our business? It makes, in fact, well, you could have moved the game to Saturday. Exactly. You now move the Who game to Monday. to Monday. 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 You already have a problem attracting fans. We don't. To to we don't see our MPFL said. The MPF, the guys who run the MPFL, they don't have sense. They are, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I I'm being very, very honest. They don't have sense. I'm, because when we talk about trying to make this league marketable, put it into a new audience, you put a game on a working day, yeah. not even just one game, like like five, six it makes games. Makes no sense. At all. So the best thing to have done is let everybody play. It's going to be a, a full bouquet of games on, on Saturday. Super Saturday. Simple. You first, you messed up the opportunity during the festive season to attract fans. Yeah, to attract fans, you know, to come watch games. You the games to Thursday, Thursday, when they were festive to England. The almighty England. They played during the festive season. It, it, you now said no. decision made no sense. Yeah. Let me give you a very, very interesting analogy. Now, Sporting Lagos, I have a friend, someone you know. Maybe you haven't met him before. But I told him, 
would you like to watch Sports Lagos game before you go back to the States on Monday or Tuesday? Say, hey, man, I'm up for it. I want to watch a game. I want to watch this game. Guess what? I tried to get boxes for him for the Sporting Lagos Shooting Stars game. And Which is a big game. Yeah, it was a big game. And he was excited because he has never seen any league game or football game in Nigeria before. He was really excited. I was like, maybe he could also even get tickets for his, his wife as well. And suddenly we, we spoke in the evening. I said, man, we're having a meeting. And he said, man, they postponed this game to Monday. And he just said, oh, shit. And he's leaving where? He's leaving the, like the next day. Just make sense. You when so when people like this experience this, yeah. they come back into town and like, well, I would like to watch another so game. So that will now be part of his itinerary for the next trip. I mean, this guy is also into the tech space and whatever. Yeah. I mean, these are opportunities for him to network and and you know, before you don't know what can come into you the see, football ecosystem with things like this. This is until we get into that business mindset, and I always feel for teams like Sporting Lagos, who have a brand who have projections for match day revenue, who have sold out box seats. Yeah. Do you think those box seats, box seats will be filled on Monday? Yeah, it won't. <laughs> on Monday? On Monday, with Is the it? chaos of Tottenham and now Yes, sir, exactly. It's the second working week of, of the year. Of, of the year. This ah, doesn't nah, make any sense. Nah. It, it Saturday sense. was just made. And we have known the Super Eagles will play on the 14th since God knows when. So, so, Fine, let's even let's look at it from language that okay, but the spikes are playing 3 p.m. Right. And you don't want distractions. Everybody should focus on the spikes. Put the game tonight. Simple. Simple. Or say, okay, teams, your games will be played maybe from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Or that game, Super Eagles game is 5 p.m. You can have your fixtures at 5 p.m. and games at 7 o'clock. Worst case, 7.30. It's amazing. And another another option here is. Because the NPFL are not because 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 they are not forced. Even if you're going to move some games forward or backward, you look at teams like Sporting Lagos, like you said, they have projections. You know them. You know their their club who are who have made themselves commercially viable. I look at okay, so you know what? Sporting Lagos are going to play on Sunday night, night fixture, seven p.m. That's that's all good. I'm sure Sporting Lagos will be happy with that. Oh yes. Or bottom line, like we said, move every game to Saturday. Everybody plays Super Saturday. You can even drum up some PR or yeah. some, some noise about the fact that you have it's a not full hard, bouquet now. of games on Saturday. It's not that hard. Well, See, England. Uh, those FA Cup representatives, what did you say to them? Yes, sir. Straight to them. What did you say to them for midweek, this coming week? Straight. Those replaced. What did you say to them? Straight. So this one that we've known Super Eagles will play January 14th since, since probably since October. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The in October. You never said anything. You did not say now. anything. You not said now. Now we're going to point. Do you know when that circular came out? It came out on uh, today is uh, today is Thursday, right? Mm. It came out two days ago. So it was still made the game Saturday. It came out on Tuesday. <sighs> All right. See. We don't have time, like I said. <laughs> Let's leave the MPFL, but we have a proper title. Race. I like the look of it. Yeah. Hey, but Sporting Lagos, I are in trouble. Yeah. And massive trouble. They're in the relegation zone. This yeah. was a team that, in the early of the season, we were here. We talked about how they were top of the table. Yeah. They are in relegation zone, yeah. and something has to give. Something has to give. And we know what has to give. 
to start winning. No. <laughs> I, I've told, I think I've told you too. When things go bad, there's only one thing I can always do. You're not playing the sack the two ways. There's no wrong way. Sack the manager. So there's no two ways. Sack the manager. When, when you not sack the manager and it doesn't work again, sack, sack the, the manager, manager again. <laughs> you know, Delhi. Sack the manager. Sack the manager. I'll give you examples. Brent has worked. Union Berlin. Aston Villa. Jared was about to ruin the club. They sacked him straight. I mean, look and at where they are. They're second now. Yes. Sack the goddamn manager. It's not that it's like that's campaigning for them to sack Paul of oh. It's not me. No, that's the truth. I don't have anything against him. But when things are not working out, if you, you see, if you, if you keep on with the emotional that this yeah. guy brought us from next to nothing, you're going to ruin the club. <laughs> Union Berlin almost went that route <laughs> with uh, Hurst Fisher. Fisher. So sack the manager, look at Atlant. Fine, they are still in the relegation zone. But there's been an upturn in... in their form. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, please. Even Aqua. Even Aqua. Yes. Show you, they don't sack... You're not a sack or a satire group by yourself. Whatever it is, it's left. Didn't they win their last game? Put it together and go. So... That's my advice to sports leaders. That's my advice to Gordon Akana. <laughs> sack the manager. Sack. I sack the yeah. manager. If, if uh, I'm with Paul of Arles, you have to go. Because see, you like it or not, you sack the manager and next game, sports leaders win. How do you define that? How do you, how do you, how do you explain, how do you explain that? You want to get bounced. It's that time you now be hearing aside from all these Premier League clubs that the training battles were they were running too much. Uh, they were running too much. <laughs> that uh, the new coach has banned ketchup from the diet. <laughs> <laughs> that the new coach is putting an arm around. Uh, so maybe whoosh. maybe Palafa is not putting an, an arm around. They lost their own spot because they create too many chances and convert nothing. Yeah. Gian Lokosa hasn't brought that experience you would yeah. have loved him to that cutting edge. Jonathan Aluko has been off. Is he off? He's also been weirdly absent. You just sometimes you don't see him in games. Yeah, I understand sometimes. he's also been linked to a move to Armenia. Yeah. So he's in and out yeah. of the squad. They lack they, they are not street smart. True. We have we have and said I, it a lot. And time. I also think the coach is too cautious. So he's so, and, and this is where I always respect Daniel Rubadidi. You know, he's one of those that plays three at the back, just like Paul Lafon, who plays three at the back. But once the team goes hurry, Baba switches to a back four, brings in an extra forward. And look at Rebel Stars. Last few games, they've been scoring 90 minutes winners. Mm -hmm. uh, no, no. Yes, sir. The last few games. They've done that like. Um, last two or three games, man. And I've said it on multiple occasions in the last couple of days. It can be a good thing and it can be, of course, can be, it can, of course. It can be a bad thing. Of course. Good thing because it shows resilience. Yeah. We don't bad give up. Because, hmm. Bad thing is when because... When you are able to break that thing, now, they the, just catch you. The, the problem here is, is that when you score those late goals, it means that you are, even from an emotional point of view, you are, you are tasking yourself. It gets to a point where it maxes out. And hmm. you cannot... You cannot, exactly. you cannot dig... You know, you cannot dig from that well yeah. again. And that's where trouble comes. Yeah. Case in point, Arsenal. Absolutely. You know, Arsenal last season, last season, were giving those late wins. Yeah. The point that it dried up. Because it is, it's not something that you can be consistent with. Yeah. 
So they have to fix up. They have to become a more well-rounded team. I like what they're doing. I think they win the league. Yeah. But they have to be wary of Aimba. Yeah. Aimba have picked, picked up form. And Rivers. Um, and Rivers. Yeah, Rivers. Rivers right have four games in hand. Yeah, no, but you're not going to win all four games. You're not going to win all four, but yeah. still. And I, crucially, I think I've said this the last episode we recorded. Remon Stars games against Enyiba, second leg. Games against Doma United, second leg. No, they won't. They beat Enyiba at home now. Yes. So the second game is. Those games are crucial. Yeah. But the second game against Doma is away. Yeah, those games are crucial. Then there is a small elephant in the room, not even small, it's Lobby Stars. Mm. Lobby Stars have had the habit of going away from home to pick up scraps, yeah. pick wins, pick draws. Still the big quarrel. Yes, now. Those things have a way of balancing themselves out squeaky yeah. ball time of the season. Yeah. So they also have to develop the habits of going to those places and getting those, get those results. Lobby Stars are, they are like they are priming themselves. You see them on top at this week, then they drop down again. But they are still in the conversation. Yeah. But you, 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 they are not well, we don't talk about them a lot. Yeah. And guess what, their own games, they are playing it on the neutral ground. Yeah. They play Lafia. Yeah. So that's how good Lobby have been this season. So, but I, I'm still back here. And it's, it's ironic because during the Super Six, they were my least fancy side. Mm -hmm. I didn't like their footballer. Yeah. Oh. But hey, look at what they are now. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, we're coming off a weekend, or we're coming off the last couple of days where the football world has lost um, mm. some huge, huge football and World Cup icons. Yeah. Two days ago, Franz Beckenbauer at 78. Over the last weekend, Haru Zagallo for Brazil also passed on. And these two are from a select three of players who have won the World Cup as player and manager. The other one is still alive and kicking. Did you did the show? definitely is he's gonna spend a lot of time with us. Definitely. Definitely is gonna spend a lot of time. But um I mean that's three football into Oh yeah. Some morning. Especially uh Beckenbauer there's a general feeling not general feeling though but from Brazil there's the body language that Zagallo was not really revered. Yes. His temper, yes. everything. And that's why the death of Franz Beckenbauer has, who seem a much more bigger player than him, right? Yes. Has yes. overshadowed, you yeah. know, they even, they, I think Zagallo was buried in Brazil last weekend as well. But Franz Beckenbauer's death looms over him. Over him. Yes. 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 Um, you look, you look at that from the perspective that um, the times Agallo had, he wasn't probably one of the biggest stars in that Brazilian time. Yeah, he was never. Time. Yeah. Um, and then even when he led them to a title, the players still more, over, more, more or less overshadowed whoever it is that was coach. Unlike in the case of Franz Beckenbauer in mm -hmm. 1990, who everybody knew who Frank Beckenbauer Yeah. On the uh, pitch, off the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of an imprint in the game, in terms of influence in the game, ah, come on. Franz Beckenbauer stands heads and shoulders above. Yeah. <laughs> so Sagalo, man. Uh, if you are mentioning the greats and you are running through potentially top 10 greatest players of all time, Franz Beckenbauer will make many people's top 10. Top 5? Yeah. Yeah. So, some so, some some uh, oldies, 
I probably haven't put him in the top five. Yes. Yeah. So, the Kaiser. So it's it's expected, you know. Um, that he's not dead to overshadow Mario Zagallo. But then, Zagallo is one of the greats. Um, a proper great. He also won the World Cup as an assistant coach as well. He won the World Cup four times. Twice as, um, as a player, yeah. once as head coach, and once as another assistant. assistant coach. Could have won another one as coach. Remember 1998? Yeah. He was coach. <laughs> Until decided that he yeah, was going convulsion. to have convulsion <laughs> on that morning in, you know, in Paris. Start of France. He could have, in fact, in 06, remember, he was also assistant to Pereira. Yeah. Until so, France knocked them out. Great coach, great servant of the game, but the Kaiser. The Kaiser, there's so much. For all those who love playing out on the back. Oh, yeah. Funnily enough. Fernandes who play out on the back. You know Kaiser started as a striker? Yeah, yeah. Kaiser started as a striker at 1860 Munich. Now, 1860 Munich were the biggest club in, yeah. in, in, in Bavaria, Germany. in Germany then. And in fact, they were the first club in that area to be nominated to play in the Bundesliga. And something happened at 1860 Munich, I read. He had an altercation with a senior player called Gerard Koenig, who slapped him. And that incident led him to FC Bayern. Mm. And his joining FC Bayern coincided with when Bayern became the first German side to do the Bundesliga and the DFL Cup and From there. launched them into an era of uh, success. Of global global success. Yeah. yeah. And that's why. The, the Bayern guys are saying we're going to give this guy a funeral of all time at the yeah. Allianz because without Beckenbauer, there's no Allianz Arena. Yeah. And I, I properly agree. Oh, this yeah. guy was, he was chairman of the club for 15 years. I say he has rescued Bayern so many times. Yeah. Even when Bayern had issues from a coaching perspective, stepped in. Yeah, I remember that he was chairman and he stepped in yeah. as caretaker manager. Stepped in. From a board level, stepped in. You know he coached Marseille? Briefly. Marseille? He was a Marseille. How long? Briefly. Beckenbauer was, um, um, yes, I might not have seen him as a liar, yeah, yeah, yeah. his imprint is very clear. His, his imprint was so big and students of football history will tell you that it went even away from Germany, it was more than Germany. Oh, yes. When he went to the, was it NASL then? Uh, yeah, the, which is when MLS team, now. When he teamed up with um, Pelé at the Cosmos. Yeah. You know, when he learned to NASL, his career with the national team died because there's a, there was a policy then. If you leave the shores of the country, yeah, you cannot the, play for the national that team. That time, the communist and Yeah, you could not play for the national team again. So he took that chance because the money. Yeah. US was Saudi Arabia then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he went, joined up with Pele, and he also became a pop star, sort yeah. of. Yeah. He could call him an influencer as in the US. Yeah, if you call him. No. Not this one's that they are doing now. <laughs> Influencer in the real sense. Yeah. Like about this adverts that time now. I, I think I, I checked YouTube, saw him in some soap operas and stuff like that. The Kaiser. Than, yeah, the Kaiser. Yeah. Um, uh, so in that, yeah. you know that period when he became chairman, there were like some three wise men. The in, Kaiser, Willie Woodness, and Ruminiga. Ruminiga. Who was his player in 86? Yeah. So now that uh, Kaiser is gone, Unes also is closing in on. <laughs> I'm not predicting anything. And then Vakan is the big sense. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, Bayern is definitely good hands. Definitely yeah. good hands. Yeah. But 
Beckham Bow. Yeah, maybe his legacy got sold with the old Germany 06. Yeah, the 2006. Yeah, those charges were, were, yeah. were dropped. So. Uh, I think he lost his son too, about eight years ago. Yeah, Stefan. Like, Beckham Bow stopped appearing publicly like eight years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His son had um, some brain disease or something like that. He passed on very early. All right, Let's so. Wait of the game. Um, yeah, rest in peace to this. Uh, Kaiser. There's two massive guys. Zagallo also, once again. I mean, Zagallo at the point in time went to Kuwait to go and coach them. <laughs> Apparently, over the years, Middle East has always been a very fatal ground oh, for to go and make money, yeah, come back. Better yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. So, Zagallo took advantage of that as well. All right, so um, that wraps up our obituary. Obituary <laughs> <laughs> segment. That was the Wally and Yemi football podcast obituary segment. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, what's next up on our transfer rundown? rundown. Yeah, before we do transfer rundown. Uh, yeah, Liverpool played last time. Let's do like a Capital One Cup uh, mm. wrap up. Liverpool um, came from a goal down to be Fulham to lose to one. Did it without Salah. Trent out for a few weeks, they say. Dominic Schoboslau also was missing. Maybe not due to injury, but I think he was rested. Virgil van Dijk made um, an uncharacteristic <laughs> error that led them to uh, the Fulham goal. But they came back. But here's my my biggest takeaway from that comeback last night. It was the identity of the guy who helped them with the comeback. He didn't score, but he had the hand in the two goals. And that's Darwin Nunes. In fact, he came on alongside Cody Gakbo, who scored the winner. Now, it apparently looks like Darwin Nunes is dividing Opinion. the supporter base. Yeah. Some like him. Some are frustrated by him because he cannot score. Yeah. I mean, how do you have uh, unexpected goals? <laughs> okay, let's leave it. Let's leave it. <laughs> you don't like it. But how do you have? I'll crank up his stats in a bit. But his stats basically told you that he should be scoring more. Yeah. But he's missing. But the, the supporter base for him says maybe you shouldn't look him from a prism of goals. Yeah, but he was trying to score goals. Yeah, he was trying to score goals, but he's contributing in other ways that is helping the football club. On yeah, the pitch. He has the most assist at the moment. For yes. Um, I know it was signed for big money. Yeah. I didn't struggle last season to adapt to the demands of the club. But, but even in that but struggle. But you can't berate him for lack of effort. No, but even in that struggle, he still delivered a decent number. A decent number. Even though you look at it. So there's a temptation to always look at the price tag and the so-called output. Yeah. Right? But look, if, if, it's all, if it's all round game is good, then you can't fault it. It just probably needs a little bit of luck to make things a lot better. He's I'm sure if, if you crack up the start, he'll probably be one of those that hit the bat the most. This guy is averaging more shots per 90 minutes than anyone else in the Premier League mm -hmm. this season. He has only, and he only has five league goals from an expected goals of 8.6, which means that his experience of score at least eight. eight. But if you have done five, Maybe that's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, but it, but if he's contributing in other aspects, I think they, they need to cut him some slack. But now let me shock you. This guy's not scored since October. <sighs> that's the <laughs> Since October. Ah. Yeah, not him first. And the chances that he has missed. He scored only once in 16 matches. Hmm. It's that one Striker. Big money. Hmm. So that is why you can understand why the supporter base are divided. divided. Hmm. But he's putting in the work. Yeah. You can see the work. It's not hiding. It's not hiding. Though. Yeah. 
one in 16. One in 16, yeah. Last Premier League goal is October. That's not good. But I like the fact that, see, despite that barrier on, there's this adoration it still gets from Anfield. Yeah. And it's not like they are adoring him because uh, it's a blind faith. No. Mm. They know yeah. that he's putting in yeah. the work. He's not blind faith, yeah. yeah. He's, look, he, and he, anytime he comes off the bench, you know that that defense will struggle. Oh, yeah. He came off the bench yesterday yeah. and he had the most touches in the, in the box, box than any other player. Yeah. 12. So they will struggle. And because it's not your typical bimpo guy that stays in the middle, he's very flexible. He's all over the place. He's very flexible. He floats around. The whole system is very, you know, accommodating. And I think that the goals will come. I think the goals will come. Yeah, I, I think um, so too. I look at that Liverpool team. Yes, no Salah, but there's one player that I think that if he can just stay fit, if he can stay fit, Jota, Tico Jota. If he can, and I think it was also very influential yesterday for the Liverpool. If Jota can just be fit for an extended period, is that second goal scorer? They have nothing to worry about losing Salah. And I think that that Liverpool front line, even Liverpool as a collective. They owe it to Mo Salah to remain in the title mix yeah. while he's at Afcon. Yeah, because of the the work he has done to keep Afcon, them to keep them in the mix. Correct. Liverpool yeah. are not supposed to be challenging for the title. Let's yeah. be very honest. Beginning of the season, we, 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 nev yeah, we yeah, never yeah. thought they'd be here. Yeah, yeah, even here with the best defense in the league, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they were not meant to be here, They're but here. but there was always a comma in the sense that everybody looked at them and felt. If there was anybody that could go toe to toe, so Man City was it was going to be Liverpool. Yeah. All right. So um, first leg done with. They should wrap up the Craven Cottage. Yeah. Now the, the one before that was Chelsea at Borough. <laughs> before we even talk about Chelsea's troubles, let's look at the historical perspective of this game <laughs> because uh, <laughs> the game had before the game there was a feeling this was a classic Premier League game. This kind of. Yeah, then actually, maybe a lot of people don't know, these two sides in the early 90s, 90s. were the proponents of bringing in foreign players, players yeah. to yeah. the Premier League. Yes. Boro. Is that Italian players? Yeah, Italian. Boro had Massimo Macaroni. They had the Ravanelli. Ravanelli. Juninho. Palista. Um, Chelsea also had theirs as well. And um, I think that to Chelsea to win, Chelsea beat them. 97 98 in two finals. I, th yes. I think it was the FA Cup final and in 98, then the League Cup final in 97. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so both had history. And there was a feeling that, you know, this was a classic Premier League tie. I'd like, you know, imagine Jimmy Floyd Asovank on the other side. Who, who has played for both sides? Played for both sides. Yakuba Egbeni, Stewart Downing. <laughs> Look at Chelsea then, John Terry. You know, Mark Viduka for Middlesbrough as well. But if this was supposed to be a David and Goliath game, no. Borough didn't make it look that way. And they also came into this game with 12 injuries. 12 first team players injured. <laughs> and that, they had two injuries. They started, <laughs> another one joined it. Two. Then after that one joined, <laughs> another one joined, making it 14. <laughs> and they were never at risk in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Sometimes, and you see, that's why this is your notion of just like manager sometimes does not work. It works. <laughs> Ask Chelsea. 
Michael Carrick. Let me tell you, let, let me tell you again why it has worked. Uh -huh. We're coming to Michael Carrick in a bit. Uh -huh. Do you know that Chelsea's success as a football club has been precipitated on sacking managers? Yes, I agree. So, so, so Michael Carrick. This is not sack that. No, you'll be, you'll be looking now. <laughs> then they sack Graham Potter. Uh, that one was uh, the sack Potter and the sack Frank Rapper at the same time. Michael Carrick was his job not at risk when that when he had a horrendous status. Yeah, nah. but, but they, they, they stuck with him. Yeah, they stuck with him, but he's also met them halfway because he's the halfway. Team, because he's also found a way to stabilize the team. Yeah. I think they're in mid table now. Yeah, they are on the cusp of the semi final, uh, final of, the, of, of the cup. What else yeah. do you want from him? <laughs> so, what else do you want? So. Um, he's done a great job, and they were comfortable in the way they were going to play. You know that Chelsea will keep all the possession, no problem. Mm -hmm. But when we get the ball, we will be useful. We will be positive in our use of the ball, and and, and that reflected in the way they even scored their goal. And and once they scored, they didn't look like they were going to concede. Yes, Chelsea created a lot of chances. Kopama being the one of the major corporates, but Chelsea just couldn't seem to break them down. For all their dominance and the personnel that they brought in, chopping and changing, but they look like they're going to concede. Yeah, and it's a huge indictment on Chelsea and all the so-called riches that they couldn't find a way to break down. I mean, it's a, the it's a one billion squad. <laughs> It's a one billion squad. Yeah. So, it, it, and it, and it makes for great anticipation for what the second leg would look like because I can I cannot realistically look and write off Boro going to the second leg at Stamford Bridge because of the topsy turvy nature of this Chelsea side. One week they look like okay, they're going to be fine. Second week they're like, what is this? Another week, they like, oh, okay, they are, the process is the process. Another time, they just look bad. So, you can't go into that second leg and feel Chelsea will still run there. So, so, it looks like it's just happening it's not. for Poch. It's not. Now, I, I was asking a couple of my colleagues yesterday, like, it also looks like Poch is getting away with money, considering the, the attention that Eric Tenner gets. They're almost in the same WhatsApp group. They're <laughs> not in the same WhatsApp yeah. group. You know, but I also think that at Chelsea, Porter has struggled to find his hurricane. It's going to take a time. It's going to take a while. His hurricane, maybe Copama, we don't know yet. Look at midfield. Enzo and Caicedo look susceptible to, to fast breaks. Yeah. Levi Corwell will never know his, if he can give his best at left, left back. back or centre back. You know, with it's a huge confusion. You know, and I think it's very frustrating for Chelsea. I've not shot likes of Malogusto, you know, strikes fear. In the opposition, Rich James cannot get fit. You know, so there are lots of Unkuku can't seem Unkuku, to be Unkuku. consistent. In fact, in the small minutes Unkuku has played before he went back to injury, mm. he's performed better than all their strikers. Yeah, that's another problem there. You know, so it just, it's just not happening for Pochettino. And the question is, for how long? How long can this continue to? Okay, so the convenient excuse is that it's, it's a project. That's a convenient excuse that it's a project. And Chelsea DNA does not embrace a project. Nah. Where you are willing to give the coach time. Although it's new owners, so. Yeah, but they've also shown that they took a little bit from the old way 
with the way they fired Thomas Tuchel and Graham Potter. Right? They took a little bit of that. They didn't need to fire Thomas Tuchel when they fired him. They didn't need to. Here we are now, he's a Bayern. And when they brought in Graham Potter, for whatever reason, they thought about him being the next thing after a manager like Thomas Tuchel led them to European success. So, the excuse, community excuse is a project. But there's a time you get to in a project yeah. where you say, oh, that project manager, they are not doing it. Yeah, but I don't think Chelsea have got to that stage. No, that's, that's the thing. I think clubs have got to the stages where they can say, Mr. Project Manager, show us evidence. Clubs like Arsenal. Because Lateta is in his fourth year, right? Is it fourth or fifth year? Fifth okay, year. fourth full year. Yeah, fourth full year. What's the evidence of that project? He has to lead to something. Yeah, but some fans think Arsenal are making progress. Yeah, of course they're making progress. In fact, I think that what Arsenal are doing right now, even despite this wobble, suggests that if they can persevere with it, there's, there's success coming somewhere. Does it come in form of the Premier League title this season or it comes in form of Premier League title next season? Left to be seen. Mm. But there's a general feeling that they are onto something. But in this period where there's a, there's, there seems to be some lack of clarity, not clarity, I'll call it a sense of chaos because they can't convert their chances. Yes, yes, okay. There's a tendency that fans would ask questions, which is normal. But there's a general sense that they own something. But back to the Borough Chelsea game. I want to take you on the man on the bench for Borough. I mean, Michael Carrick. And watching him on, on Tuesday night served a reminder of the golden generation of the English national team. I won't talk about the golden generation. I'm talking... Generation had Lampard, Gerard, Gerard um, Rooney, and Michael Carrick can be regarded as part of them. Yeah, because he was not he just couldn't get into the team. He couldn't get into the team. <laughs> and I felt that the balance that England really needed then was something. I don't know if you caught my him. post a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Somebody put up the picture of Lampard and Gerard. I was asking questions of who was better. And like, I now deviated from and said these two players could have played together in the national team but their stupid fixation on 442 did not allow these two because see what we've learned with these two players that's Jared and Lampard was that at the club level they were excelling in advanced areas right yeah but while they were excelling they needed someone who to could stabilize Jared had Didiama yeah Lampard had Cloud Makelele yeah Rooney at, in, at, at uh, United. United level had different support system. Yeah. But these guys at the national team had no support system. And if there was no useless obsession with 4-4-2, the managers in that period could have found a stabilizing yes, so factor. The first question we had, who were the managers at that time? We're looking at... Uh, Capello. Capello. We can't say Capello. Can we put Svengor and Erickson in the mix? Yes. By the way, Ericsson has one year to die. Yeah. You see that story? Right. Uh, that devastating yeah. story. Yeah. Sven Goran Ericsson, there's Capello. You could put Roger Ericsson in that mix. Well, we can't say, <coughs> okay, even if we want to say Roger Ericsson, it won't get sense. But we'll have a strike. But if you look at it, it won't get sense. Exactly. But what we're saying <laughs> is that they tried to, they didn't play to the strength of these two midfielders. Now, you and then sports goes also in the mix somehow. Now imagine a diamond where you probably have characters. You see that team was big. Who was Person City? Person City was always was 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 cozy now. 
No, no, as oh. if you had a diamond. Yeah. Person who sits. Those times was just because they always found somebody. There was always somebody else. That's that some, that somebody in the initial stage was Should have been Michael Carrick. Should have been Because Carrick comes to you like a Mikel Atata Jabi Alonso Yeah. He doesn't want the glory. He just wants to sit because he's tactically intelligent, he's tactically flexible, he's, he's tuned in, he's switched on, and he does the little things. Does That's what England needed to ensure these two guys could operate, but they didn't. No, I, I think they always went for a hard man mm -hmm. in that position. Yeah. They always had they had a fixation with a hard man. Instead of adopting what Spain used to do yeah, with Busquets. Yeah, Busquets. Yeah, I think they always time. had a hard man in that, in, in that position. And then, at some point, they also got caught into the quagmire of uh, you can't play Lampard and Jaya together. Yeah, that's what I'm saying now. You know? you, I thought that both of them were. Even Rooney. Rooney didn't have anybody to do his dirty work for him. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have the guy to do the running for him. And if England had been very much open, tactically, I thought that golden generation would have been truly good. Yeah. Now, that's not even the premise of this conversation. Because it's that the couple of managers who came out from that period. Can we have Gary Neville in that conversation too? Yes. Neville? Who's Scholes? Scholes? Yeah, the Scholes try management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. older ones. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Neville, Sherrod, Rooney, Rooney Lamps. Um, Chokor at Chelsea level, youth level, I think he's still in the mix. Um, Ashley Cole, remember he's a stand to Rooney yeah. at Birmingham. Um, who else again? Then plenty, but Michael Carrick also joined. And I was watching. Can put some Carrick in the mix? Yeah, you can put some Carrick in the yeah. mix too. Um, and I was looking at Carrick on Tuesday night and I'm like, looks like from that punch, he might be that guy who truly excels as manager. Rooney is, is Rooney is probably done. Gerard is lost in obscurity in Saudi Arabia. And he's losing in Saudi Arabia. He hasn't won in two months. Yes. And he's losing to teams who are below him. <laughs> Lampard is oh. almost as good as done as well. Yeah. So, who's left? Oh, Michael Owen. He's, he knows no, me. No, I'm even near. You know near me. Say, this is not for me. Stop <laughs> the you. But Carrick looks like, and we've talked about him. First start, first season, Bridges Bro was super. Yeah. Second season. This is actually his first full season. First full season. Stumbled, but has found a bit of stability. Yeah. They are in the cusp of a, of a League Cup final, which is huge for a manager like Michael Carrick. So I think that. Which is 20 years to the time they won the They League won Cup. it there, yeah, that's 04. Yeah. Now, oh, that reminds me of Baltimore yeah. and wanted Nigerians really <laughs> wanted them to win. Yeah. So I think that Michael Carrick, who's got a good head on the shoulders, might really prosper as a manager going forward. I don't know what you think. I think, look, sometimes so I have friends that say luck does not exist. But you see, managers, like every good news in history, talk luck. Oh, yeah. So look at the start of the season he had. At least he was lucky that he found stability somewhere along the line. Now, they've been drawn against the Chelsea side. They rode their luck in the first leg, even though they didn't look that much troubled. Against Chelsea, he goes to the second leg. If he has good fortune, he can get into the cup final. The cup final, whether you win or not, can do a lot yeah. for a team's confidence. Can change the fortunes of a team, especially in our way. When we get to the cup final, now makes you a magnet for Premier League teams, right? Mm. But I just think that for him, it needs to be 
cautious. It yeah. shouldn't, it, it, it shouldn't yeah. jump at yeah. the next big offer that comes. Yeah. Himself, the young man at Ipswich, I think they need to... Like what I think Lampard did. I think Lampard made that jump too early. Yeah, from Derby. From Derby. He could have stayed at Derby. The Leon to manage his former side was too, too big, to, too big to ignore. Yeah. yeah. So, if 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 I borrow, he can get into a cup final. Even if he doesn't get into a cup final, I think getting to the semi final is a huge deal. And beating Chelsea in the first leg, he's done well. But if he can stabilize things, if they can find a way to stick it to the playoffs this year, this season, then he's ticked off another box for himself. Now, he needs that stability the following season. If they are still in the championship for a proper run for promotion. I think it's important for him to keep his self grounded. Yeah. Keep his foot firmly on the ground. There will be overtures mm -hmm. from oh, so course. Yeah. Oh, it will happen. But he just needs to measure his progress gradually because a lot of people have well, taken that leap and they've not been able to come I, back I from. also think that those English managers have mentioned what has also been responsible for their failure at managerial level has been due to the fact that they are not getting help. Now, what I realized, just like we talked about Salam needed help, those English young media managers also need help. Now, you realize that at the beginning of their managerial career, Gerard, for example, he had Michael Bill at Villa. Bill left because he wanted to be on his own. It's no, it's no uh, coincidence that when Bill left for Queen's Park Rangers, Gerard's form as manager dipped. I'll give you another one. Yeah, but what happened to the Bill at PPR? That is a separate conversation. <laughs> that is a conversation that tells you the, 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 that that what you, what you brought up now brings a conversation about do Aston managers that, make great managers? Exactly. That's a conversation. Yeah. And there's some people that their work yeah. is better as assistant. I'll give you. Um, I mentioned Jared, right? Rudy, um, Lampard. Lampard. Yeah. Lampard was working with um, ah, this guy who used to be a Chelsea former player now. Jude, uh, Jude, um, what's his name? Judy Morris. Morris. Yeah, Jody Morris. Morris was so good as an assistant that at Chelsea, some even thought he was going to take the job, but maybe because he wasn't big. Yeah. But Jody Morris was coming with lamps all the way from Derby. And the moment that relationship, that relationship broke, broke Lampard also tipped. It's no coincidence. I'll raise you another one. Wayne Rooney, when he was at um, Derby. A Derby as well, he had Liam Rossino. Rosino is well known. Yeah. Amongst the English coaching setup, that this is one of the finest centuries. Yeah. The moment that relationship also broke, Rooney dipped at Birmingham. Even, I don't think it took him to MS, uh, MLS. MLS as well. Mm -hmm. That relationship, once it broke, went on. We can have conversation what happened to this stance after they left. That's a different conversation. Yeah. But look at what Michael Carrick has got right now. He's got Aaron Danks, he's got Jonathan Woodgate. It's a fine minds. Woodgate wasn't the greatest of defenders, but, yeah, but a it, lot of people appreciate that. In the context, yeah. it's Boro, it's Boro Boro. Oh yeah, he also knows, yeah. knows the club. <laughs> but, 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 but basically, he's got a good set, set up around him. Good help with it. So if he can keep it. Yeah, but you see, the, the, the problem with what that I'm saying is, here might be coincidence. is ambition. 
ambition is another thing. The ambition of these guys you mentioned. Yeah. You know, some people are watching them and like looking and saying, these guys are doing some good job. It's the same way, <laughs> it's the same way the character. Living city. Some people, for whatever reason, felt it was integral to whatever the city were doing. And they felt, oh, let's take him. You get that blueprint and you transplant to that outside. That's what worked that way. I think right. it's worked so far. Yeah, but can you call Atlanta a failure that's not right now? Not yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's if I'm a failure is success. It's laying there. No, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's ebbing towards failure. Uh -huh. I think Atlanta is ebbing towards relative success. Relative. Yeah. Is that you fail or you succeed? Hassan we're, we're not supposed to make the champions the last. Hassan well, is supposed to challenge for title. Well, is that you fail or you succeed? There's nothing. Yeah, like so that, that so that we're point. saying the same thing. You said he has not failed. Right. Yes. Uh, so that means he's succeeding no, so far. Right, so he's somewhere <laughs> <in it. laughs> you are negative. <laughs> I boxed into a corner. <laughs> so a lot depends on ambition. Woodgate might get a little thing might say, well, we you think somebody has look at themselves and say that I think I'm better off as an assistant. No. I think that some see that because some also there's the law to also be to take all the limelight, the glory, yeah. as head coach. But they also look at themselves saying, I think I'm better off. Look at someone like Pep Ligio, uh, one Malaysia, yeah. the guy assisting Pep Guardiola. He's been almost like an assistant all of his life. Hey, look at Jose. All the guys that worked with him, they all worked at him. And I think that's a bit of, that also leads to some of the dips you mentioned. Some of the guys that worked with Jose, from his time from Porto, he had those same guys go with him all yeah, the way yeah. to United. And from United, they started leaving. And Jose's deep started. But you can't blame them for wanting to be ambitious. A lot of teams look at the setup and they feel, this guy that's working as an assistant, we feel he can bring something to bear when he's his own man. They take the leap. And when they take the leap, they can't find success. Why? Because whilst you are part of a team, the head still remains, you know, the main function yeah. of the entire body. So, so, I think some people are just good as assistants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When many make that transition, they struggle. Imagine seeing Jody Morris as head coach somewhere. It's not, it's it, doesn't, it doesn't even doesn't look sound good. Right, yeah. It doesn't look good for the pages. All the, for, all the respect to Johnny Morris. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Yeah. It doesn't look like someone that has like, the charisma. Yeah. So, like it or not, those are also embodiments of being a head coach. Yeah. Charisma. How to talk to the media. Yeah. How to relate. You know, it all of that. Like someone that has the charisma. All right. We have to go, but not yet. Quickly, Real Madrid. Uh, I mean, you'd have thought Real Madrid won the Super Cup last night, right? Yes, you would have thought so. <laughs> <laughs> you would have thought so. But, I mean, what a performance. What a game. Once again, it's a game that shows that in Real Madrid, you can never write them. No, you can't. You can never. In respect of who you are. Yeah. You can't Until them. that final whistle is blown. Ah, no. You can't. And Real Madrid just took at, uh, uh, Atleti to where they don't want to be. Yeah. And I was taking the game to the time. They can't go where they want to yeah. go. They knew once the game got into extra time, yeah. it's going to be one winner. Yeah. But Atlético gets um, an extension. I think got one, the extension to last month. Yeah, uh, even Brazil have announced somebody else. Yeah, Dorival. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's it's how it's how Atlético can remain calm 
in, in the midst of, of so in much the midst of that chaos. Yeah. And the guy is just like, yeah, even last night was calm. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, Never in doubt. It doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, but the catalyst for their victory yesterday, he wasn't even man of the match. I think Avaya was man of the match. Who had a great game. Yeah, had a great But game. it was Philip Alvade. So early in the game, Valverde had an altercation with uh, Murata. I don't know if you watched the game. No, I didn't. Nah. That altercation sparked memories of. This is internet. They, they bless you very well. My bad. They, they blast five. <laughs> Unlimited. <laughs> so he had an altercation with Murata. And he, brought, he sparked memories of four years ago. Remember? Super Cup again. Uh, when Valverde uh, threw bench for Murata. <laughs> last, the last minute. And Real went on to win on penalties. So when the altercation happened again, it wasn't in that circumstance, but we knew something was brewing up. You were complaining that there were no cards, right? Yes, but man. Until that moment, there's no cards. Eh, full time, no cards. <laughs> no cards, huh? Madrid Derby. What's the Madrid Derby without cards? So at that moment, I said, oh, more blessed card will show. More not to show. <laughs> <laughs> but Vavaldi was the foundation. No, Vavaldi was, was immense. His stats, good, his. You know, there are some performances that you cannot... You no, you can't measure to, with. You start. No, you can't. Everything was good. No, the eye test, perfect. And I think that Vavad is playing in a different in position. Different yeah, because yeah. of the uh, change of formation. Last year, was much more up front. He was scoring goals, yeah. creating... Probably occupying the right side. Yeah, but now he's more in, in, in the midfield area yeah. with Ron. But he's still giving his best. Yeah, yeah I like so him. so the energy is still there. Yeah. The industry is there. Um, and and this, this is a player that has the lungs. Oh, yeah. You know. I'm going to sign this guy for five million. From, uh, I say the difference yeah. between Real Madrid's project and Chelsea's project is that it was gradual. Ah. And they didn't splash the cash in there. Fine, it was yeah. gradual. They better these guys in gradual. Alvarez is a 120 million to, euros player to right Vicious, now. To Vicious, to Rodrigo, Rodrigo yeah. to Tramani, to Camavinga. Yeah. It was gradual. Yes, for the Trami, for the Tramenis and the Carabinas, came a big money, yeah. And the Bellians, they came here, but you could see it, it was gradual. Mm. And they had an established core that they realized early was fading. That is important. We start refreshing it, yeah. Refreshing it. So that that that's the, that is the the nucleus of a well-run team, mm -hmm. a team that has a structure and has. Good heads. They have some of the best scouts. They have yeah, the best so president. I mean, you, if you Calafat is your scout, is your chief scout, scout uh, uh, then Calafat was. You know how many Premier League clubs? I I heard one time that Liverpool he marked Valverde as yeah their next Steven Gerrard because you look at the way he plays, it's almost almost your all action. Yeah, but everybody went in there five years, got their man Penny around. Yes, Valverde like I said is the longest guy yeah. played. In fact. Bavaria has played all of their games this season. Ah. He's played the most minutes this season. I think he went off yesterday. Yeah, uh, but it was precautionary. Gola came on. Gola came on. Gola again, another uh, young boy. Young boy, yeah. Who a lot of people feel is there to Modric. Who do we used to think should be this way? It was the more than a club club now. Barcelona. Barcelona. Then I went the other way. And I'm less of the club. The <laughs> <laughs> I think they should probably swap logos. Real yeah. Real the ones that are modern. Yeah. Because in their thinking, it's forward thinking. Yeah. Forward thinking. They're building. Okay, their goalkeeper. Lunina has come up big, and they're even saying that maybe Kepa Balaga is going to be on the bench going yeah. forward until Kotwa comes back. Ah, I mean, who would have thought that we will see Real in this light? Yeah. Real that was based on uh, what's Galacticos. Galacticos. 
They were still Galactos, yeah. but yeah. the yeah. young generation, yeah. the young upstarts who are just coming up, mm -hmm. you know, so. Uh, and they still have this young man from Brazil. Who was joining them, Hendrik? Still to bed in. Yeah. Uh, the future is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's funny, you know. Barcelona rushed uh, Victor Roque. Yes, I'm. Um, he rushed me. Because of Leandowski's back. Yeah. But see, yeah. Taking their time. The boys there. Beating yes. their time, yeah. That's a project. Oh, yeah. That's real a project. Pro real project. All right. Um, your thoughts quickly on Werner's Spurs? I don't know what to think, but um, Spurs look like a team who, who, who the ethos this time is a lot of pace. Mm -hmm. So I think he adds It's a good fit. Something. But here's the problem. Can he score goals? Yeah. So that's what can, he still, can he stay that's on side? Can he stay <laughs> on side? side. <laughs> Those are the questions. Yeah. I don't think it's a risk. I think it's low risk. It's a loan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But can he stay on side? He gives them an option. Can he score? Yeah. That's the crucial thing. Eric Dyer's back. Surprising. And sometimes when deals like this come from left field, you're like. Yeah, but Bayern always needed to. How do I. What would I be looking for? They needed to bring in bodies at the back. Yes. Because they have not properly. Really built their back. Yeah, because of Pabacano is a huge question mark. Yeah. Uh, but the I, only I, guy who has come up for them has been the, the, Korea, the, yeah, the Korean guy. Um, Jimin Jae. Yeah. Uh, I really don't know what to think. I really don't know what expectation I can have for that. Because in the last two seasons, he's been up, down, yeah, he's injured. You know, so I, but you see, this is what happens sometimes. You can get to Bayern now. Oh, and pick up, yeah. And explode. So we just have to wait and see. All right, also, also uh, maybe Boya Bar Bar Mayora from a It's an interesting, that's an interesting link. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just leave sure. it at the rumor. I'm not sure. I think Arsenal got to be a striker, but not in January. I'm not sure. Arsenal will not jettison their, their approach right now. Despite the reduction in numbers? No. Because this approach has served them the last couple of years and has gotten them commendation, people realize that they are on the right trajectory. And it is an approach that has been long time. Okay. It's an approach based on long termism okay. rather than short termism. Because I, I've said, I know that Arsenal's problem right now is scoring goals. But the striker still doesn't fix, fix Arsenal. The question is, when Arsenal were here last season, Arsenal had 50 points, right? Arsenal are down to 40. That's a that, that drop-off is too much. That drop-off is not because they don't have a striker. So what's, what's, the problem is because players who showed up last season are not showing up this season. Because there's confusion. What confusion? There's chaos in the midst of chaos. No, no, no. There's chaos Saka's in the setup. Saka's numbers has dropped. That's not yes. because of a striker. All the guy did 15 Premier League goals last season. Yeah. It's nowhere close to that. Martinelli also contributed last season. He's not doing that. If these three players at least were contributing this season, I think Arsenal are better than where, where they are right now. So a striker is going to come in there and fix those conversion issues. That's yeah. a top striker if can get one. People talk about Ivan Tony, but do we well, know in what form or shape he's in right now? He's not playing it for eight months. But even like that, you are going to play to Brentford's hands because he will cross that leg. No, they already said it now that only they didn't mention a figure, but they only said a only a substantial figure yeah. can take Ivan Tony. Yeah. Who are even in a crisis. Mbemo is out. So they're going to have to, so, and I think that also don't want to be boxed Box in that situation. That. So they are going to beat their time go to, to uh, Saudi Arabia or wherever they are going mm -hmm. and start shooting practice and see how they can get their goals <laughs> coming in and probably bring in. I think also, if they do bring in Osime next summer, 
it makes sense. Now, oh, so you are one, you are one for the cement to ask. Of course, me. I don't think it's a bad idea. But cement is available. I think just today came out that it's released clause officially. It's only three, only on three million pounds. Uh, it's only thirty million euros. euros. Mm -hmm. So, if you're gonna shell out hundred million on Ivan Tony, would you rather do that for Tony wait or for get younger? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and I, I think that Osima is available this January, but no, the club is going to release him. It's not going to happen. You don't do that kind of deal in January no. because there's a lot involved. So you're going to wait till the summer. So if Osima is available one or three, then why not get him in the summer than get Ivan Tony for hundred? Or this Brentford guy might even charge you one twenty. So that's why I think. I know that Arsenal need a striker, but no, the I'm, solution I'm, I'm to their surprised problem, that you are now agreeing. The no, I've agreed. You didn't agree before. Arsenal need a killer. Arsenal, Arsenal yeah. have always dominated. They've always controlled games, but they have not killed games. They need a killer. But will bringing in Ivan Tony or any striker fix us right now? No. no I don't the good that. news for Arsenal, if you're, an, if you're a fan and listen right now, is that the underlying factor for a team doing well is is that team creating chances. Is Arsenal doing that? Arsenal doing that. If Arsenal have had 63 shots in their last five games, but they've only scored once. So it means that underlying data shows that they are creating chances they are just not converting so maybe the training camp fix that, fixes that for them and I hope so they come back like I said they need a reset it's huge reset this break and do come not have time for a lot of clubs yeah you know it's like a, a small pre winter pre season yeah, yeah. so go fix things up in mid-season camp and um, come back comes blazing up to you alright Yemi we have to go because I have to go nah. <laughs> we have to go because I have to go alright so um, this is our debut episode for the year yeah and um hopefully we'll come back next week by monday hopefully yeah we'll have won our first game yes you guess you could turn again yes yeah hopefully let us get into predict we know they will we know. You know. i know they will oh who knows they might just lose for the greater good <laughs> now lose and win the afghan Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia come in the form of they could argue in terms of ratings. Who is your mercy in this case? My mercy. It's gonna be Victor But who do you think is gonna be the breakout star for the Super Eagles? Or do we don't have any breakout material in that team? No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be able to find one. Animal no, no, should, no, should be a breakout. Can we call that a breakout? Yeah. Continentally, I don't think Lukman is known yet. Yeah, but I think, but he's known globally. Internationally, he's known. Continentally, But I think Alasa Yusuf is the potential breakout star yeah. that we can have. That's if he gets any game time. You see, yeah, a lot of things can happen. Injuries. I mean, 2031 won the AFCON. Yobo started and got injured. And, and, yeah. and guess who stepped in? This is Obama. Yeah. And Ruben Gabriel at the point in time also had a good run in that midfield. Yeah. Sunday bars well. so we'll see if um, so we should be saying who's going to be at Sunday Mba yeah at Sunday Mba like it was Mba had a good tournament oh, it wasn't yeah. about the Bokina Faso game no no he had a good tournament he had a overall he had a good yeah. tournament I think if he gets to start if he gets to play it's Adibol Alokbo yeah I've got high hopes for Adibol Alokbo I want him to really do well yeah I want him to do well because he doesn't get enough enough yeah he's never in the conversation he's never in that line like so Alright, that's um, our final stop. Um, yeah, so finally we delivered an episode yeah, this week. Yeah, so. As we said, yeah. thank so you very much for the we'll support. We'll your weekly dose. We appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back on Monday. Did you have any family all, all through the break? Did, but my food is a mess. Oh, okay. Yeah, Alright.
next week. Yeah. Keep sending more. Uh, we'll definitely try to read everything um, next week um, on the podcast. Yemi? Thank you very much. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Ciao, bye. ciao.